Okay, welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show, the show where a couple of average guys um, sit in their church basement and talk about biblical topics and the Christian life. So we're we're happy to be back with you again. We, you know, we haven't been very consistent the past couple of weeks, but we're working on it. We're, we're working, working on, on it. it. So, um, you know, last week we finished up a series on the five solas, the doctrines that differentiate Protestantism and Catholicism, mm-hmm. the main doctrines that come out of the Reformation. And today we're kind of continuing in Reformation theology. So we're starting a series on the doctrines of grace. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, before we dive right into that deep, deep wealth of knowledge, um, what deep. you been up to, Hunter? Bro, nothing. That Work, sounds bro. wonderful. Work. I mean, yeah, not nothing, but working. Work. Same old, same old. Yeah. Um, that's about it, man. That's about it. Uh, the the guy that I have been witnessing to and um trying to trying to plant some seeds. He he has moved away from mm. from here. He's moved to uh, he moved to actually moved to Johnson City. If he ever watches this, he he knows exactly who he is. Yeah. Uh, but he actually reached out to me today and uh, asked like whenever. Or when when am I trying to do like a, a Bible study or something? Oh sweet. And then we we I had mentioned, you know, doing one and I was like, Man, if you it's like if you ever want to do one, I'm I'm down. And yeah. I said, I know you're about to move, but I mean they FaceTime is a thing. Like, yeah, for sure. That, that doesn't necessarily have to stop us. And he actually reached out to me today and I was like, Oh well. That's cool. So that may continue to uh continue to grow. So that was that was exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was encouraging. Um, you know, we went out Yesterday again with the youth, so yes, that was cool that to was uh, get to see some people, mm-hmm. get to make some conversation and yep. head out some <laughs> popsicles. It was hot. It was hot. I'm dude. I've been scratching these mosquito bites. Oh my goodness! All day long, I got man. ate up. It's awful. I hate it. So bad. I gotta start wearing jeans yeah. when we go out. Honestly, like yeah. jeans and a long sleeve. <laughs> goodness, it's bad, though, dude. it's so hot. It's hot. It is hot. It's hard. It's hard to do. That, it feels but. like here in East Tennessee, the past week it's just rain, hot. Yes. Rain, hot, which just and makes for humid, right. miserable hot. And that pattern is like throughout the day. Yeah. So like it'll rain and then it'll be hot for a little while. It'll be sunny and then it'll start raining again. And then it'll yep. be, and then it'll go back to hot. And then you look around. It's like, didn't it rain like forty five minutes ago? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look like it did at all. <laughs> it's yeah. Brutal right now. <laughs> so last week we talked about Todd White. Yes. And how he uh, repented of yes. word of faith gospel and yes. and that kind of. But you know, horrible stuff, but it, it we don't know if it actually it does not seem to be a seemed true legit because he has kind of gone back and is doing the same old thing, and then he even he even turned it into more about like him, and he was saying something he continued on his same trail of American gospel, the movie American gospel uh being a product of Satan. I don't know what that click was. That was weird. That was weird. Okay. Um, All right. Um, so he just, was this this past Sunday? So like yes. in a new sermon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just the following following week from the one He that talked was about like American gospel orthodox. again? Orthodox. Yeah, and he said that it was a movie all about him. 
And then okay, and then he like, didn't watch it. Everyone was like, "The movie was not all about you." Yeah, you were in it for like a minute, but yeah, he uh, he has not. It, it would appear that he has not genuinely repented. Which, he did not watch is, the film. I, I find difficult. He needs to repent of not watching the film. Right, he needs to watch it, which I honestly find difficult, just because he was saying that he was reading like Charles Spurgeon. Yeah, and I don't know how you can't read that guy and be like continuing on your falsehoods. Right. I, I don't know, but so I mean, here's the thing. If you're listening to this podcast, okay, the first thing you need to do is go watch American gospel. Cause it's a great doc. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So it is on Netflix, which is crazy. Cause it is a, it is a sound biblical film. Oh yeah. They don't it's hold any a, punches. Right, it's, it's, it's legit. Yeah. It's, it is legit. Okay. And then the second thing, the second thing you need to do if you're listening to this podcast is continue to pray for Todd White. Yeah. We want him to we want all the genuinely repent to, and to yeah. teach biblical gospel that saves lives and transforms people. Yep. We don't we don't want him to transform people by pulling their shoe one and way did, and pushing in their <laughs> shoe the other way. We want him to transform their lives YouTube. with the gospel. So pray for Todd White. Pray for all the uh, yeah. big, major, big name people, because you know all those people that have a lot of attention on them. Mm-hmm. You want them to be sound because a right. lot of people are listening lot, to them. And take what they say people. verbatim. It doesn't yes. matter if it's legit or not. They right. don't go look it up. Mm-mm. I've already said legit it's like six times today. Right, but it has to be legit though. Yeah, it's got to be legitimate. <laughs> but but yeah, pray for Todd White. Pray for those people. Um, because that was kind of that was kind of crazy. It last was because w- it was like to go from like three sermon, weeks ago to two weeks ago, yeah. and then last week. The sermon was like orthodox. It was, I mean, it was like boom. This is this is what the Bible teaches, hmm. and now he's back to not teaching what the Bible teaches. Yeah. So, which is well. unfortunate, but again, like you said, we just need to pray for him, and hopefully, hopefully, God will. Continue to work through that situation. Maybe yeah. he just had a maybe he just had a misstep. Okay, maybe who knows? Next week, maybe he'll go back to being orthodox. Hopefully. I don't know. I really don't. Okay, well, you want to dive into it? Let's do it, man. So first of all, dive, so. this is a deep dive. So I hope you guys are ready for this little series. It's gonna be good though. It's gonna be good. We hope it's informative. Um, give you some resources. Okay. Talk about it a bit. You know, this is something me and Hunter have um, been studying or or been influenced by in a good way for yes. for a while now mm-hmm. um as we read scripture this is what we feel like it says mm-hmm. this kind of wraps up the gospel um where it starts how it ends and mm-hmm. how it works so yeah. to pick up from where we ended last week so last week we finished our series on the five solas mm-hmm. and the last thing we talked about was soli deo gloria mm-hmm. to god alone be the glory and god god can get all of the glory because he is the main the, not the main, the only active right. agent in salvation. Yep, he's it. Okay, so to pick up on that, we're just rolling right on with it, right? God is the sole active agent in our salvation. So we've read a lot of, of um, Ephesians 2, and we're going to talk about it some more today because, <laughs> you know, that's just such a good Where passage. We, it's just one we always go to. There's so much theology mm-hmm. in that passage of Scripture. Yep. Um, but... God is the sole agent in our salvation, okay? Like, if you if you read Ephesians 2, it lays out what we're going to talk about today, total depravity. It lays it out, and then it says, but God. It doesn't say, but if you do this, and then God helps you. 
No, it says, but God. But God, God is the sole active agent in mm-hmm. salvation. So therefore, God alone can have the glory. And I, as I was reading some stuff on the doctrines of grace to mm-hmm. study up for this episode, um, I run across a, a Ligonier article. Mm. And they said, quote, God determined, God purchased, God applied, and God secured. Mm-hmm. So God is the sole a- active agent. He determined he was going to do it and who he was going to do it for. He purchased them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he applied the blood of Jesus Christ to them through regeneration and mm-hmm. justification. And he secured them through mm-hmm. sanctification and glorification. Oh, yeah. So God is the sole active agent. So right. that's kind of the introduction to the doctrines of grace. Okay. Mm-hmm. So w- when we say the doctrines of grace, we believe that this is what scripture says. That's the that's the ultimate it's source what, it's of what all of these scripture doctrines. Scripture teaches about how God's grace works and how that applies yes. to us. So this the, is it in motion. These doctrines specifically talk about soteriology, which is the mm-hmm. the study of salvation and how right. it works. Mm-hmm. So um, the doctrines of grace. When we talk about this, we believe that these teachings are founded in Scripture. That that is what the Bible teaches in mm-hmm. its whole context throughout the all of Scripture. That this is how salvation works. Um, so that's the ultimate source. Okay. Now, some other names for the doctrines of grace, because ultimately these are about grace. Okay, that's what it's mm-hmm. about. God's grace, how it works, um, biblically. Right. And and so some other things that people call the doctrines of grace are big God theology, or TULIP uh-huh. is the acronym for for the five doctrines, mm-hmm. or the five points of Calvinism. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Now that's a that's a <laughs> well that's a touchy subject that's right a there. Swear Calvinism. Word. Okay. Now a bunch of people think that if you're a Calvinist, you just run around basically um following the Saint John Calvin. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, it just means that no, you think that's still, what scripture says. Still follow Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we preferably the doctrines of grace, I think, is a better way to say it because mm-hmm. Which I'm not scared to say Calvinism. I'm not either. I'm a Calvinist. But to say a lot of people don't like that term, but yeah. but which I understand. I think a lot of it is is a misunderstanding of the term. Yes. Um, I because agree. I don't follow John Calvin. I follow right. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the way John Calvin taught that Scripture talks about mm-hmm. God and, and grace and mm-hmm. Jesus, I think that's the way that it is written right. in scripture what scripture says yeah so uh, i'm fine with that but mm-hmm. ultimately we need people to know that we're, we don't follow john calvin we follow right. jesus christ right but john calvin taught what the bible teaches yes so he just kind of popularized these teachings if that's the word you want to use yeah basically so but but let's get at that so calvinism these teachings are based in scripture okay some mm-hmm. of the early fathers talked about some of them like saint augustine um and the extensive work of Reformed tradition. So, mm-hmm. you know, out, out of the Reformation, you had the mainline Reformed tradition, and mm-hmm. then you had Lutheranism. They were yes. kind of different. So Calvin, um, Zwingli, those kind of guys were the Reformed mm-hmm. guys, the Reformed tradition. Um, so they wrote and talked about it. And, and mo- most of these doctrines were found in John Calvin's writings or preaching mm-hmm. um, and, and in his book, The Institutes of the Christian Religion, which is like his greatest work. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of boring history here, and then we'll dive right into it. So 
Calvin died in 1564. A lot of people think that John Calvin just came up with these five points, and he was like, okay, here's five points of what the Bible teaches about salvation. Right. But John Calvin actually never packaged them like that. No. So just like we talked about with the the five solas, all of those doctrines came out of the Reformation, but in the Reformation, they didn't look like that. Right. Same thing with the five points of Calvinism. In all of John Calvin's life, he didn't say, here's five points that teach what what I... teach or preach what I believe the Bible says. Instead, he just wrote about all of the doctrines in the Institutes of the Christian Religion, and he didn't even call them some of the things we call them today. Hmm. But um, John Calvin died in 1564, okay? So he did not create the five points and never packaged them like that. That's what we just talked about. But in 1618, Mm -hmm. all of the clergy or or the religious leaders Mm -hmm. of the, the pastors and those kind of people of the of the Reformed tradition in mm-hmm. the Netherlands, the Reformed Church of the Netherlands, yeah. okay? All of the pastors, the clergy, they met in what was called the Synod of Dort. So like mm-hmm. a, a synod is yeah. is when all the clergy or religious leaders get together to talk about something. It's like a conference. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they got together in what was called the Synod of Dort in 1618, 1619, and they were responding to something called the Remonstrance. Mm. Okay, so a Remonstrance is when you like officially um, go against something, officially call out something mm-hmm. as, as false or, or um, dissent from some kind of teaching, right? So mm-hmm. all these people, all of these other Dutch Reformed people were following the teachings of Jacobus Arminius, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. What that was called, Ar- and I may have said his name wrong. But, oh, that sounds right. But um, he, he, they called themselves Arminians, Mm-hmm. Which nowadays, if you talk about Calvinism, you can't really do that without talking about Arminianism. Right, They're almost the, like polar opposites. Yeah. And that's because of this issue. So the Dutch Reformed people brought to the, the, the um, state, they basically gave these five articles, submitted them to the state general. Mm-hmm. Okay, And they were basically their dissension from Calvinism, okay. from, the, from the large large teachings of the Reformed tradition at the time. Right. Which wasn't the five points of Calvinism. It was just... Calvin's teachings and a basic understanding of Scripture in that Reformed way. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like that. They specifically mm-hmm. didn't like the doctrine of predestination or election or anything like that, sure. which is still today is the main, yeah. the main issue. People don't like that. So, um, you know, they, they, they brought these five articles called the Remonstrance, okay, okay? which is what was, was the five main issues that these Armenians had with mm-hmm. the large the larger understanding of the Bible mm-hmm. in the reformed tradition okay so the synod got together and they basically put five articles together to respond mm-hmm. to um, the Armenians okay. which was called the canons of Dort mm. okay and the canons of Dort you can buy them mm-hmm. but those are articles have been simplified to the five points of Calvin. It was five mm-hmm. articles okay. at the, at the, that became the canons of Dort, which became the five points of what's now called Calvinism. Hmm. So that was, I did not know that. you know, we talked about they can be summed up in TULIP, mm-hmm. which is an acronym, right? right? So T is for total depravity. This is what we're talking about today. U is for unconditional election. L is for limited atonement. I is for irresistible grace. And P is for pres- perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. Okay, so preservation. um, Sometimes people like to yeah. So interchangeably, if any of those doctrines are red flags to you, please hang with us. Okay, we're going to talk about them. Get through all of them. We're going to talk about them. So, um, 
today we're talking about T is for total depravity. Okay, so that's where it starts out. And and typically people who would not call themselves Calvinists or would um, disagree with Calvinism, mm-hmm. this is not one of the main issue doctrines. Mm-mm. No. A lot of people can agree with this one too, I feel like. To a point. To a point, yeah. To a point. So, so we'll talk about that, but... I think R.C. Sproul, I think is where I'm remembering this from, I, he once said that if you can grasp total depravity from a biblical standpoint and you agree with that and you say, yep, I, I agree with that point, then the, the rest of them should follow. Yeah. Like there's no... Yeah. Once you, a lot of people... You truly grasp this one, the rest of them are like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So where does total depravity so, start? This is a big one. The doctrine of mm. total depravity. Where does it start? Question. I would say in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. From the beginning. What? What? From chapter, the beginning. Chapter three. Do you like that the meme fall. I sent you today? Yes, that was. Funny. I kind of went perfectly with that this, didn't it? Pretty good. It's <laughs> a really good meme. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, so <laughs> starts with the fall. So let, let's go there. Okay, let me be hipster and pull up my um, iPhone Bible again. That's the real thing. So, well, I had my study Bible with me, and it's just so big and it takes is. up the whole That's, table. So I was like, Bible is large. I was like, I'll just use my phone again. Okay, so Genesis 3, the fall. So we're going to start in verse 6 and read verse 6 and 7. So okay. as you know, um, Adam and Eve go, you know, Satan the serpent, the oldest sin in the book. Did God actually say you can't do this? Come on now. If you do this, you, you can have a better a understanding. It all started you know. on a lie. Uh, but still, I mean that that's still going on today. Did God really say that yeah, you can't do this every day, man? Yeah, every day. So the oldest sin in the book. So God does that. The woman says to the serpent, "Right, we may eat the fruit of the tree." But God said, "You shall not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die." But they did it anyways. Okay, yeah. they they grab the fruit, they eat of it. You know, everybody pictures that as an apple, but it doesn't ever say that. So no, I don't really know where that came specific. from. It's just a it's just it's a just fruit. a fruit. I wonder what kind of fruit it is. I really do. It's got to be better than an apple. Surely, I would hope. I bet it tastes good. It's probably probably real juicy. Probably, it's probably delicious. <laughs> okay, either way. So, so we get to because uh, all verse sin is six. pretty good when you're doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, for us in the moment, like it, we we find pleasure in that. So I would imagine this sin here, the original sin. That fruit was probably delicious. They were like, oh my gosh, you got to try this. Yeah. this Did God great. really say, come on now, this is so good. It's so sure, good, just try it. Surely God be, would not have made such fine. a good fruit if you you'd couldn't be, eat it. Yeah, right. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, so verse six. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig trees or fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Okay, so um, first, the first thing I want us to notice here is how immediately they are cut to the core. They are changed. They realize something is wrong immediately. Right. That they are naked and they need to be clothed. Immediately they understand something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, something something really um, particular about the fall that I never really noticed until we talked about it recently mm. was um, how 
the fall, because really the whole doctrine of total depravity and what we're talking about today is how is the pervasive nature of the fall, how deep mm-hmm. it really went, yeah. how deep it really cut the human race right? Um, and creation in general. So that's what I want to get at. I, I think for a lot of times we just think about what the fall did to Adam and Eve and mm-hmm. then what it did to us that we just sinned, right? But mm-hmm. no, the fall was so pervasive that it flipped all of God's creation. Mm-hmm. Upside down. It overturned it all. Right. That now we eat meat, now animals eat each other, right? So if you see there, you see the the order of the hierarchy that was created in the garden. Mm-hmm. So Adam was made first, okay? Then his wife was made for him. They were equal before God, but they were made differently. Mm-hmm. The The they authority had, in the family was given to Adam. Yeah, they had different roles to fulfill. Yeah, the authority in the, the role there was given to Adam. Mm-hmm. The authority to mankind, which would include men and women mm-hmm. um, was to have authority over the rest of creation, mm-hmm. animals, the garden, right. so on and so forth. So ultimately now you look at a flipped upside down hierarchy. You've got mm-hmm. a fruit, which then leads to a serpent, which then th- has the authority over the animal, has the authority over the woman who then true. gives it to her husband. Right. So the husband wasn't doing his job. The wife wasn't doing her job, mm-hmm. and the animal was like had the authority there, which right. he was supposed to be the bottom. So everything's yeah. just flipped upside down. Okay, right. the fall affected everything, and then we have thorns. And now women um, have pain in childbirth. Right. Um, now the snake, you know, crawls around. Which that's the first gospel presentation in the, in scripture to say that um, you're going to bruise his heel, and and mm-hmm. she and he's going to bruise your head. Right. Um, that that Jesus, Jesus would come and crush the serpent once and for all. Yep. So, um, but the fall happened. Mm-hmm. So pervasive. Big time. Ruined everything. Big time. Okay. So, what does ultimately the fall affects every aspect of creation, but it it really affects every aspect of mankind. Mm-hmm. Our our mind is corrupted. Our body is corrupted. Now we have illness. Now we have sickness. Yes. Now we have, um, um, like disabilities. All that kind of stuff is right. an effect because of the fall. Prior to that, I mean, God's God's creation was perfect. Exactly. It was without flaw. So there was no, there was no sickness. There was no, there was no death. Yeah. Everything was perfect. I mean, all that stuff: death, right. sickness, illness, all gone. mental illness. Um, the the thoughts anything that we negative. have, anything is a result of the fall. Mm-hmm. You pulling up some scripture? Yeah, I got some. I got okay, one. what you got? So I got, uh, let's see here. I got Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23, which this is kind of lays out oh, not necessarily an exhaustive list of sin, but quite a few of them. And this is uh, Jesus speaking. Verse 20 says, And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him, for from within, out of the heart of man, Come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Mm. Come from within. Right. Mankind is corrupt. Out of the heart of man. Yeah. Plain and simple, right? Everything. Right there. So pervasive. So... But now let's talk about another doctrine which kind of falls into total depravity, which mm-hmm. is the doctrine of original sin. Okay. Okay, so 
ultimately, and, and this is what got us into total depravity, mm-hmm. is um, so Adam was our representative. Mm-hmm. As the first man to ever be created, he was the representative of mankind. Right. Okay. Just as Christ was our representative as the second Adam. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what. That's why it refers to him as that. Right. So, Adam was our representative. Mm-hmm. When he failed, when he sinned, mm-hmm. when he sinned against God. Right. He therefore condemned, and made guilty. Everyone, every other man, mm-hmm. to ever come. Right. Or woman, every other the, person of mankind. He right. was our figurehead. He was mm-hmm. our representative. Right. So by his sinning, he has imputed to everyone his guilt. We are all and his condemnation. Born with a sin. We are born nature. into death. Yeah. Born yeah. into death. So we 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 talk about Ephesians two literally all the time, but it says you it's were dead one. in your trespasses right. and sins. It didn't say you were born alive and then you kind of slowly died right, and no. then you did all this stuff. No, you were dead. dead. Completely dead. You could do nothing. Dead because because we are born condemned. Okay? So here's another passage I want to read. Um, Psalm 51, 5. That's a good one. So this is David writing in the mm-hmm. Psalms. He says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Boom. Okay. Scriptural evidence. So what's he talking about? In, he was sinners. brought forth in iniquity. Okay? So that doesn't mean that his mother had him and, and having him as a, as a child was a sin. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It is saying that he was, he was brought forth guilty right. of sin before as a, a sinner. Before a holy God. Mm-hmm. Before a holy God. Corrupted. Right. Wicked. Every part of him was flawed mm-hmm. from his mind, from his mouth. From it. from his physical body, mm-hmm. um, and and we know we saw that in David's life. I mean, we he did. he was a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. and then we saw him fall and and commit adultery and murder, murder a man and all kinds of different stuff. Right, yeah. so it's so pervasive to the core. Sin is mm-hmm. um, a, another quote from that Ligonier page that I was reading mm-hmm. um, said, "quote We are not sinners because we sin." We sin because we're sinners. Oh yeah. So a lot of people think we're just sinners before. because we we've done some sins. Right. But no, we're actually we actually do sins because we are born we are as corrupt, sinners. wicked sinners. Right. We are. We can do nothing about it. No. We are dead. Depraved. Dead people can do nothing for themselves. Nope. Dead. Dead. Okay. D-E-D. So because we're perva- because of the pervasive nature of the fall, mm-hmm. because it affected every part of mankind, our will is now in bondage to sin. Okay. So we cannot we can now not choose to go against sin. Like we what? can't, you know, a, a, today a modern mainstream thing is to say, well, you know, you got to choose God over sin. Mm-hmm. But if we're dead, we, a dead person can't choose to do anything do for anything. themselves. Right. They are enslaved to sin. Okay, so real quick, I got a couple couple uh, passages to talk about that on, and then we will roll on. So, um, John chapter eight thirty four, which you know we've been running through John um, with our youth group. Mm-hmm. So this is Jesus, and he's talking to some of the Jews. He says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever." The sun remains forever. 
So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So we are born through Adam. We are born enslaved to sin. We mm-hmm. can choose no other right. option. That's all we got. That's what, that's what we got. We choose sin every time, all the time. Yep. That's what we want. That's what we love. We hate God. We hate everything right. to do with him. We are born as sinful creatures in bondage to sin. He says everyone who practices sin, and that doesn't mean everyone who does a sin. That means everyone who who that practice defines them, right? So if you practice law, that defines you as a lawyer. Sure. Mm-hmm. So if you practice right. sin, if it's a habitual lifestyle mm-hmm. right. thing, we all, you practice sin. Because we, we all sin, yes. Period. But um, all who practice sin are enslaved to sin. But... You know, we've talked about what can, what grace can do to free you to live mm-hmm. obediently. He right. says, if the if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Right. So that's the only way to get out of the the, the bondage Jesus. that we are in sin is to to Christ. So, and we'll continue on that in just a minute, but we got to take a break, Pause. and we will be right back. Okay, and we're back. So, um, we were talking about the pervasive nature of of the fall, how it affected mankind in every way, right. um, and how ultimately that's what um, brought us to where we're at. That's mm-hmm. why we're born guilty as sinners, condemned um, before God because of Adam's sin and how he was our our um, representative. That's why we needed a second Adam, another representative who. Instead of of the first Adam imputing to us condemnation and, mm-hmm. and guilt, the second Adam comes and imputes to us righteousness right. um, through His blood to to those who would um, believe in Him. Yes. So let's continue on that. Um, do you do you want to pull up Ephesians two real quick and just yeah. read the first three verses? Let's do it. Um, so you know we've talked about this a lot to say you were dead, but this. This lays it out. the The first three verses of Ephesians two just talks about total depravity. Mm-hmm. It just talks about the fall, the fallen mm-hmm. state of mankind, um, and then in four is when it gets spicy. But right. but just read the first three verses yeah. for us, um, and and I'm sure we'll come back to this a bajillion times yes. on this podcast. Oh, but yeah. oh, today, yeah. particularly, let's read the first three. Okay, it says, "And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air." the spirit that is now at work in in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Okay. So we are by nature children of wrath, mm-hmm. and we were dead in the trespasses and sins in which we went to walk. So we could right. do nothing. Dead. We were wicked, okay? Wicked. Bad. We could do no good. The only way that we Children we have the opportunity to do anything else, to even be remotely good, mm-hmm. is because they're they're in the fourth verse is the but God. But God. God acted. Mm-hmm. God was the act the only active agent in in um salvation. So Hunter, if you want to dive into I know you had another scripture pulled up. Um if you want to dive into the the, the question, the timeless question when it comes to total depravity is if man is ultimately evil, mm-hmm. Everything has fallen. The fall has gotten so deep into the root of the human condition mm-hmm. that 
there is no good, mm-hmm. then how do you explain all the good things in the world or right. the good people? Or, you know, ultimately some people say, how do you explain the, the good atheist? Mm, the atheist, sure. that's a good person. So yeah. uh, go ahead and, and get into that a little bit. I know you got a scripture kind of talking about that issue. So, so that's a common question. Yeah. So Mark chapter 10, verses 17 and 18 says that it was it's the uh, the rich young man. So verse 17 starts off and says, and as he and as he was sitting setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone." So that, that right there, the only good comes from from above. The only good is God. Because no so, one is good but so, God alone. Like you said, the good atheist, or you know, we we see people probably every day who don't believe in God, whether they yeah. are a self-proclaimed atheist or, you know, they just, they just don't, they don't know what they believe in. Right. Um, you see them doing good things. It's like, well, how, how can they do good if they don't have God? Well, yeah. that, that would be God's common grace that exists. And we've, we've right. talked about we've that. We've talked about that. We've talked about that before where, you know, just, just the, the fact alone that we're even, we even exist is, is an example of God's grace. The fact yes. that we're able to sit here and have this conversation is God's grace. Um, so that common grace being existent is why you see godless people doing good things. Yes. Because God, God allows certain things to happen. And even godly people, the only, the only reason they are godly people and good people is Is because because of of, grace. Yes. Not because of any condition they have. alone. Because the only condition they have is sin. Right. And when God intervenes and saves a person, then... Christ's righteousness is imputed, yes. is given to... Back to Ephesians 2, right? Mm-hmm. He says, But God, being rich in mercy, mm-hmm. in which the, the love in which he loved us, made us alive with Christ. Right. Okay, so if you read just those verses in Ephesians 2, which, you know, we're both not big fans of, of just reading and basing anything off one passage of Scripture, but sure. because I think this is a common theme that runs through the whole New Testament, the whole Old Testament, the whole mm-hmm. Bible. Whole book, yeah. Um, but... Particularly in that, if you just read verses one through three, and then verse four and five, I, I believe, mm-hmm. you you come to the conclusion that we offered nothing in that in that pattern, or mm-hmm. in that um, I can't even think of the word I'm, I'm I'm thinking of that order of events. We offered nothing and did nothing right. in that order of events right. except um, be wicked and sin and sin. sinful. Yeah, we could do right. nothing. We, we couldn't doing. choose God mm-hmm. because. No. We are utterly sinful people. We were enslaved. We're born guilty. Yeah, to enslaved to sin. sin. Right. And in bondage. Right. And when we're in bondage to that, we're not we're not seeking good things. Yeah. We're not seeking God because that's right. we're focused on sin and we're focused on ourselves. Right. Ultimately, we're not we're not concerned about what what God's got going on. And in verse, like you said, in verse four is where it gets where it spices up a little bit, where it says, "But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which with which He loved us." Verse 5 says, even when we were dead, there it is again, dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So a lot of people think and teach alive. that we can somewhat work our way towards God, but then God eventually mm-hmm. takes us the rest of the way. Right. Or even God may call us, but we have to work to get to him. Right. Right. We so, have to answer the call. Right, exactly. But that's not what it says. It no. says even when you were dead, you were still dead. You couldn't do anything. Right. God made you alive. Mm-hmm. Right. 
even while you're dead. You couldn't well, do that for yourself. No. You couldn't even try to get, you know, somewhat partially alive and then let him get you the rest of the way. Or he couldn't just say, hey, hey, come be alive. Right. And then you could just make yourself alive. Like no, he did it. Whisper. He right. did it. So in that same way, when we're dead in our trespasses and sins, God, th- through his grace, through mm-hmm. the work of the Holy Spirit, changes us. Right. He regenerates our hearts, changes because our hearts, softens our hearts to be receptive. From within, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, and I could continue down the whole list of sins that it lays out there. It does That's not say, why. nowhere in this book will you find it say, and out of the human heart comes grace and humility and Mm-mm. and love. And, and It will say that, but only... Right. I'm not saying naturally. Of because of Jesus, because you're regenerated, right. and and God's right. grace is right. working not, through you. Yeah, not there is nowhere that it it can ever talk about the natural human heart in the natural c- human condition, fallen fallen good. man to anything good come out of it. It only right. talks about negative things. Mm-hmm. Right, there's no one good except God. Which a lot of people read that part in there, but but then Jesus said that He's not good. I'm like. But Jesus is God. So. Jesus is God. Yeah, so, so um, there's your problem there. But <laughs> so that so that's pretty much I mean, do you have anything else to add about the doctrine of total depravity? That's pretty much I mean, it. I mean, yeah. the the whole idea that we are so utterly sinful and mm-hmm. separated from God because of sin, because of the fall, that we can do nothing about right. it. And that's just our natural That's how that's we're born. What, that's the way our heart that's our heart's inclination is towards sin and Serving ourselves, serving our desires, and, and giving in to that. That's that's the natural. That's how it is. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say that like they this like any particular sin they mess they they struggle with. They're like, I was born this way, right? Well, yeah, you were born yeah. depraved. We right. all were. We yeah, I mean, we all yeah, were born depraved. True. Right. It doesn't matter what sin it is. You're depraved. <laughs> you can do nothing about it. Right. Okay. Jesus but God, be being about. rich in mercy. Even when we're dead, made us alive. Right. Eternally. T is for total depravity. Now. Okay, so now let's talk about to e- eternity. What that means. Okay. Okay. So if we if we have if if some someone that's listening or or me and you have embraced the, this doctrine of total depravity, okay. we believe that's what scripture teaches, sure. which I wholeheartedly do. Yeah, we're bad. Um, we're bad people. Naturally. So if we embrace that, what does that mean? You know, I mean, the main the main argument against it is, well, people and it's an old an old mm-hmm. argument um, going back to like the first century to say, well, well, people are basically good. I mean, mm-hmm. let's we'll understand people as basically good. But then there's like some really Darn bad. There's like some just... really bad people like Hitler mm-hmm. and, and um, right. you know, people like that. Some but bad, but, but, some good. but most people are pretty much good. Right. No, that's not what total depravity teaches. Right. The only goodness comes from grace. So, you know, I've always said this. In man's natural fallen condition, Mm -hmm. if God did not have his hand of grace upon everybody through common grace, everybody would be like Hitler. Yeah. Everybody would be utterly evil, wicked, and horrible. There are levels of being depraved. Yes. You know, some people are as bad as Hitler. I mean, we that's, that's like the... The one that everybody goes to is like, right. that's the prime example of total depravity. Yeah. That's what it can get to. Um, but then and, there are people and, who, you know, they, they sin a little bit, you know, it's, but you're still depraved ultimately. Yeah. 
you may do some good things, but at the end of the day, you're still a depraved sinner. Right. Even if you do good things, right. It's, it's because of God's God. grace. Right. So right. if you don't recognize that and, and mm-hmm. you know, that's an issue. Yeah. So like the same question, people are like, well, what do you do with the good atheists? Well, that mm-hmm. atheist is a good person because God's hand of grace is upon their life. The right. same God who they utterly refuse to admit exists, mm-hmm. which this may be a touchy topic, but I genuinely think all, nobody is genuinely an atheist. Uh, yeah. I, it, because when you, I think I, they understand. I think deep down they kind of know that there is there is an external power. There yeah, is a god. It's just rebellion. It's rebellion. Because I, I was listening it's to depravity. A, a podcast this week called Provoked from Apologia Studios, and Jeff Durbin was on it, and he they had an atheist on there, and they were the the purpose of it was so that people who listen to that podcast can kind of get an idea of how to argue with an atheist not or not argue but have that have that conversation with right. with an atheist because yeah. usually they're going to come with some some you know what they believe to be facts about they're going to hit you with that view. Charles Darwin bro right. they're going to come with their worldview so you need to know how to yeah to speak to that um and when you really get into an atheistic worldview to remain consistent it becomes absurd cuz like he even admitted yeah. like that if a society de- deems that it's okay to hunt people and kill them and eat them, then like okay, yeah, sure. Th- you have to. You have to. That does not. That's not moral at all. Well, to <laughs> we be a to be a true atheist, to right. actually admit that there is no God, you have to throw objective morality completely out of yes. the window. Window. It gets absurd. There can be no morality. And then when you try to when you try to keep these things of God, so morality right. and all that, you try to keep objective that stuff, truth. Then your worldview starts to collapse. Yes. Because it's like, well, if you want that, you you can't have that unless you have God. It's a house of cards. Right. Atheism right. is, and I gen- I genuinely believe they know that there's a God. It's yeah. just rebellion. It's rebellion. It's total depravity. It is. That's what it is. It's an, so it's our natural. Heart's desire. Yeah. That's what it is. So let's talk about the state of our world today. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so. A lot of turmoil. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. We've got people burning down cities. We got mm-hmm. defund the police. We got Black Lives Matter. We got COVID. Then on the other side, we got white supremacists. We got yeah. racist people. We got that huge explosion in we got. Did you oh see that? Oh my gosh, dude. So bad. Video? So gnarly. Dude, I Today, I heard four people try to tell me that it was a missile. I'm like, bro. Missiles don't on. blow up like that. It was it was gnarly. That was, that was big. I watched that video. I have not seen the evidence that it would like, be a missile. Over and over because I was I heard it was a it was a factory where they stored nitrate. Ammonium nitrate, yeah. Yeah. So then it like had it was a gnarly. Gnarly. So off. we gotta be praying for for uh, I couldn't, I, Beirut. I was in shock. The people of Beirut. I saw a map today said like the blast size. People like four miles away were thrown to the ground. Yeah. 15 miles away, windows were yes, shattered. Yes, it was crazy. 15 miles. Somebody showed the blast radius though. It would have swamped all of New York City. Manhattan, um, everything, even across the river to Brooklyn, all that stuff would be in the blast radius. It was crazy. The whole island of New York Bro. City would be collapsed. It was nice. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many crazy things going on in right. our world today. Um, but I think if we around. understand the doctrine of total depravity, we understand what's going on in the world. Right. A lot of people today are like, 
dude, oh my gosh, 2020, I really don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's a pandemic. There's there's racism. There's people burning down the streets because of racism. There's all this different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it all comes down to depravity. Yep. If we understand the, the basic human condition mm-hmm. of sinfulness, it's like, then we understand why there could be systems of injustice. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we understand why there could be um, riots and looting mm-hmm. and, and murder as a result of, of believed systematic yeah. oppression. We believe that there could... I mean, we understand why tragedies happen, such as what happened in Beirut. Mm-hmm. Because the world, all of creation, is fallen and and mm-hmm. utterly um, corrupted. Right. We understand why there there could be a virus. Right. That that physically um, gives people trouble. That mm-hmm. that ends up in death. Yeah. Because of the fall. And Christians who recognize the doctrine of total depravity can uh, will obviously be grieved and mourn at all of these horrible oh, things yeah. going on in the world, but. But at the end of the day, we can be like, well, yeah. We understand it. That doesn't well, make it any easier to cope right. with. Right, no. I and mean, it doesn't I mean, make it okay or anything like that. It's I've just, had trouble with... We see it through a lens that's like... Yeah. yeah that's what, I've that's had what trouble with COVID and, and really really just because I want to be with my church family. I want to be... Yeah. I don't want stuff disrupted. I don't either. <laughs> I Mainly. It, man. Um, but... I mean, I've had trouble with that, and and it's hard to see people's lives get destroyed, like what's happening in Beirut, and mm-hmm. and what's happening in in the large cities in America, and um, I mean, yeah, it it pains me to see some of the atrocities that have happened mm-hmm. in in history, yeah. um, like slavery or the Holocaust the or any of these things. List. I mean, yeah, it long breaks list. my heart, but at the end of the day, I understand why. It happens because man can never be a part of any system, can never be a part of anything, can never hold any power and there not be pride and and arrogance Mm -hmm. and self-centeredness and sin. Right. It's so pervasive. The fall has corrupted everything. Yeah. From top to bottom. Natural disasters, result of the fall. Mm -hmm. Sicknesses, plagues, result of the fall. All of it. All of it. So... Ultimately, I think if we understand the doctrine of total depravity, it humbles us. Mm-hmm. It helps us realize we we are Absolutely. truly in a deep and dark position before the holy and unlimited uh, unlimited sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. We we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. It humbles us, man. I think we we are then. If we understand the doctrine of total depravity, the the true human condition, and how deep and and pervasive and horrible sin is, Mm -hmm. then we can better glorify God through the gospel because we understand. I mean, we better appreciate the gospel. We better appreciate grace Mm -hmm. because we realize we we don't deserve it. Right. We have to have it or else we are condemned. We stand Mm -hmm. condemned before the holy God. Yeah. That's how we're born. Right. We have to have a savior. We have to have grace. We have to have the gospel. Mm-hmm. It helps us to appreciate those appreciate those things better. Therefore, it helps us to exalt Christ better. Right. It helps us to exalt God and glorify Him better because soli deo gloria to, right. to Him alone be the glory because He did yeah, it all. Like like you were saying, the total depravity is the first step of the gospel. Exactly. When once we recognize that's 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 when you become saved is when you recognize yeah. that. 
That's the first step. I need Jesus. When I God, need a Savior. When God softens our hearts to, to right. realize, we see, I am a sinful I am creature. Horrible. horrible. And I stand condemned before a holy God. Yeah. I need a Savior. But ultimately, the good news is, but God, being but rich God. in mercy, with, with the Jesus great love with Christ. which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and right. sins, he made us alive with Christ. Jesus is the Through answer. the purchase of Christ's blood. So, cliche, but it's true. It is true. So, <laughs> so true. Uh, you know, I've always said, and, and we said it in, I think, the second episode, but before you get to the good news, because that's what the gospel is, right? Mm-hmm. It means good news. Before you get to the good news, you got to talk about the bad news. got to talk about the bad news. But I think the issue is a lot of people talk about the bad news, and they never get to the good news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of I people talk agree. about how Christians always preach, like, hell and condemnation mm-hmm. and fire Judgment. and brimstone mm-hmm. yeah. and all these things. Mm-hmm. Well, those things are required. I mean, we have yeah, to realize we are sinful people out. and we stay we stand condemned. Yes. But you gotta offer right. that hope. You gotta but, get the good news. The good news is that God loved us so much that he sent his only right. begotten son to die on the cross. Right. Shed his blood so that he could impute his righteousness to us when we profess faith in and him, be believe saved. in him, to be saved, regenerated, justified, and glorified one day. Um Amen. spend eternity with God. Amen. Amen. It gets you fired up. <laughs> so, total depravity. Um, thanks for tuning in. I know this was kind of a long episode. Like I say, as we go through these doctrines, we want to hear feedback from you. Mm-hmm. Because these are these are doctrines that we do believe in. We believe this is what yes. Scripture talks about. Um, but if you don't, we still love you. Okay? Yeah. You don't. I, I truly believe you can be a, a, a regenerated, believing Christian and not hold to the five points of Calvinism. Now, I think the five points of Calvinism is what Scripture says, and I think as one grows into a mature understanding mm-hmm. of Scripture and its context, naturally come to this stuff. I think that's what it says. It in the scriptures. I think that's what it says. Yeah. Um, but we want to have conversations with you guys. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to revamp the Instagram page, okay? So, so hit us up on Instagram, send us some questions. We might be posting some uh, little question links this week. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up on the website averagejotheology.com contact form send us an email um, and hit us up in the comments section below so um, we love you guys thanks for tuning in next week we'll be back with you is for unconditional election okay that's a spicy one a lot of people a lot of people have trouble with that one so we'll be diving into it see what scripture says about it talk about it a little bit um, and, and talk about some of the um, other side of the spectrum mm-hmm. on that that same issue. So we'll be back with you next week. Um, until then, be safe. Pray for Todd White. Pray for Beirut. Um, and, and let's all just continue to, to love God, love each other. Share the gospel. Share the gospel. <laughs> Amen. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>